Hello everybody, Kyle here, and welcome back to a new episode of Stellaris Emergency Broadcast. I'm joined here by my co-host Stark. Stark, how are you doing today? Pretty good. Well, I'm glad to have you. We are sitting down. It is March 16th. We just had the weekend to recap the Paradox Insider event. We streamed that over on Twitch. Had an absolute blast. It actually blew my expectations. I wasn't sure what, what all we were going to see going into it. Didn't know how big of a scale, but uh, I was pleasantly surprised, veering, veering right away from Stellaris for just a sec, but they revived Surviving Mars, one of my favorite like city simulators, if you want to call it that. You set up on Mars, you use all this current theoretical tech to build up your, your colony. Uh, you watched me play a little bit of it the other day, Stark. I just, that game's too cute. I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, free, probably, yeah. if, if people are listening to this on uh, Wednesday the 17th, it is free on Epic Game Store. Is that right? For a couple more days? Yeah. Yeah. Until Thursday, I believe. Okay. So if you so, are listening to this, <laughs> you need yeah, to go right got, now. Yeah. You've got 24 hours from when this goes live to grab that. Very, very cool. Yeah. They got a new company involved because the old developers, some split there. Uh, but this is very, very cool. They're getting new content. They put out a DLC yesterday. I'm loving it. So if you like Stellaris, you like exploring worlds, this would be like managing one of your colonies within Stellaris, if you will. So you're guiding it in the early stages and, and navigating it along. Uh, also, There's also some new content for it. They, uh, was that tourism now? Yeah, they added like a tourism mechanic. So you can, uh, I th they always had like something to do with tourists, but they were a number. You know, we always talk here about things just being a number in the background of Stellaris. Tourists used to be a, a background mechanic and they've blown it out to be like real. And you can send them on safaris around Mars on like rovers and stuff. Pretty neat stuff. It's one of the interesting things. I've sort of seen this as a trend this year already with games where div, uh, publishers have been saying, yeah, we're, we're taking games that we've had from a couple of years back and, and adding new stuff. So. I, I like to think that the audience came out and uh, got Paradox to bring it back. I, I really don't know the details on the split, but it came out in 2018. I like to tell people it's gorgeous on the micro and the macro because you can zoom way out and it looks good and go way in. And it looks great and it plays so smooth, constant 60 FPS on my rig. Um, cool. and, and going rigs further back, you know, closer to 2018. So it's really nice and smooth. If you can get it for free, Epic Game Store, all the better. $5 DLC, can't recommend it enough. I've spent hundreds of hours in it too. So uh, <laughs> on that note, speaking of where people can buy all this stuff, Humble Bundle, and we have a Humble Bundle code, by the way, if you check uh, the podcast description, Humble Bundle has a deal on Paradox Games that's running for just a little bit longer, everybody. So yeah, looking at this right here, go check it out. It is this, There's a Stellaris Discovery Bundle on Humble Bundle. Uh, seven more days as of the 16th. So you've got a bit of time. Uh, seven days, 22 hours. So quite a bit of time. Uh, there's great week, things basically. to grab. Yeah, $1 unlocks the game. Average $9.45 will, uh, $9 will get you Stellaris Utopia, Planetoids, and Leviathans. And then uh, paying the 15 or more will unlock Synthetic Dawn, Apocalypse, Megacorp, and Ancient Relics. Yeah, I forget what it is, but I think Synthetic Dawn and Relics alone will cover that 15. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's worth it. I definitely think so. And if you're looking to get a friend into it, you know, this is going to be a great chance if they've been looking to pick up more. I mean, it's a, it's a very, very cheap price. So uh, our partner code up there is Revelator Network. 
which I guess is also a good plug for me to say. I meant to kick this off at the top of the show. But um, yeah, revelatornetwork.com got a huge over oh, redone, redo, whatever. The website's looking snazzy. There's all kinds of cool stuff. This Dolores Emergency Broadcast has its own page there. And for people that might be interested, we are doing a charity this month. That if you become a member of the website, uh, a lot of that money goes to charity, like about 50% or so per tier. Um, so go check that out. Lots of cool stuff going on. But um, yeah, I, I mean, this is a great way to support uh, Humble Bundle. I love what they do, you know, giving all that money to charity. Ours kicks back to a dog rescue. So rock yeah. on Humble Bundle. And it's, a, like I said, a great way to get your friends updated on Stellaris or pick up extras that you haven't for 15 bucks. So we are actually here, Stark, to talk a lot yeah. about the Paradox uh, Insider event. Sorry, everybody. We, mm -hmm. we drug our feet for four minutes or so. But uh, <laughs> the, the Paradox Interactive event, way more than I expected it to be. We got to see a really cool trailer, a part two, if you will, to the Nemesis trailer. Um, in the first one, we saw a weird device being detected in orbit of a sun and then an outpost got destroyed by like a wave of energy or something like that, almost a Nova. And then in this one, it picks up with kind of a, a narrator explaining the state of society and whatever this, this galaxy is, that the politicians have to put their petty squabbles aside because <laughs> now there is a threat that they must respond to. And we see a very Star Wars uh, Emperor Palpatine homage thing with the, the taking control of the Senate. We get someone out there on stage who gives all these platitudes about, you know, thank you for giving us the, the power to make this, <laughs> to bring an end to this threat, blah, blah, blah. I Did you actually check it. see how close that line was, like the, the dialogue there was? Because it felt really close. I didn't. I forgot to do that. But no, it it feels uh -huh. real close to like Star Wars text, like verbatim, but just with the words, uh, you know, switched out with a synonym here or there. It's so mm -hmm. such a good Easter egg. And I'm very, very excited. This is one of my favorite trailer pieces I've ever seen them release, probably because I'm a Star Wars junkie. So that, you know, I think on. this one has more personality actually like yes. the um previously when we've had trailers it's been very vague stuff it's just really kind of teaser videos and then we've had this which is really trying to tell a story so that's something kind of new also i'm thinking about it like and i know we've sort of talked about this both on air and then intermittently off air since that it's like it reminds me of star wars but the more i'm thinking about it like the whole custodian system and then the the empire system that comes after that if you go that route does really strike me as star wars yeah. Like the more I think about the way it's set up, the way it's designed to flow. I don't know. I think it's brilliant. I, I, I got to say, I think I, I think you nailed it right there. It definitely, the trailer had a lot more personality. I'm not sure if we've had narrators in them, come to think about it. Is this our first narrated trailer? I think it might be. Because the last one with the star was not. That was us catching a glimpse over that that alien shoulder, and then yeah, because I'm used to I'm used to the trailers from them being sort of um, you know sort of consistent with somebody in setting. Because that was what was going on there, where it's like you had what I think you were saying it looked like an outpost of some kind. I thought that was a listening post. Oh, probably. Where it's like you had somebody reporting back to their control, and then their controller trying to get information. But like it's always been this sort of you know, in setting thing. And then this time, like you said, we got a narrator. If we're actually thinking of what it was in game, I always figured it was technically one of those science outposts or something. Could be. Yeah. But maybe with the espionage system, <laughs> maybe I forget it about listening. Like, it looked like a duck blind. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll have to give that another look. Yeah, that's interesting. I uh, I, I liked that trailer, but yeah, it lacked personality. The narrator really brought this one home. I'm also mm-hmm. seeing a lot of the alien races kind of interact with that, you know, that stage setting and all the clapping like that. That added actual humanity to it. We got to see, we got to see a lot of world shots too. Just, mm-hmm. um, well, again, an almost very coruscant one where you see him flying past that big banner with the saying the vote has passed. Very, very mm-hmm. coruscant feeling. Well, and also reminiscent of the um, the layout of the galactic community, like in the UI in game. True, 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 true. That's a good point. Played the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have to look at that, too. I, I just got to say, I'm in love with it. I Give me that Star Wars homage stuff. I'm happy. So beyond this great trailer off the start, we got to hear a release date. So April 15th. That's big news. You can bookmark it, uh, get your wish list set up on Steam. That now reflects the date if you're going to get it there. If you're going to get it again through Humble, we have a link. I'm sure it'll be out through all the sources. Yeah. Oh, it's also already up for pre-order now. So oh, right. the last time we were talking, it wasn't up for pre-order yet. And since then, it's gone live. It's going to be uh, it's listed for 20 bucks on Steam right now. Oh, that's so, excellent. Mm-hmm. So 20 bucks. They actually have a price now. Yeah, they've got a price. Now. OK, good, good, good. Because I when I was when you were saying that, I was like, yep, that's I thought the same. But then, I, yeah, cool. We didn't have mm-hmm. a price last time. So $20. Yeah. That feels is that a, that's about right. Yeah, that that's right? about normal for bucks? that. Yeah, because that's what um, that's what Apocalypse was. That's what I think that's what Utopia was. Wow, it's been so long. Uh, but yeah, I think that's what it's at. I mean, that's a good price. I'm not complaining. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 a healthy one because I we, yeah. we can afford that. Um, I think that's basically been their structure too. Like the the large beefier ones um, have been twenty, and then the smaller ones have been like five or ten. Well, uh, I mean, we can we can kind of spend some time here. I intend to just passing along the excitement of different components of this because it's a big update we talked about it briefly last time you and i sat down we talked custodians but we didn't have the one dev diary in front of us that is the imperium and all of that set up um you and i have since chatted about that here and there uh it's very very cool i'm so excited you and i had an exchange about we got we got the 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 background art as well we got to see an artist Mm -hmm. post in the dev diary talking about what progress they've made Uh, that was just gorgeous concept art by the way yeah it is um with i think we've got we still got the link for that too that's going to go in the notes that's going to go in the notes yeah because uh the galactic imperium is dev diary 201 and then is it 202 or no, uh, 203 is the VFX one. So that's, okay, you can yeah. check out all the art there. It's, it's really gorgeous, but I mean, relaying art to you guys over this, um, a little bit rough. In this format. Yeah. It's yeah. a little tricky. Yeah. Let's explain these ships to you <laughs> and how all of this works, but there's they some, look great. Yeah, they <laughs> do. And one question we had, um, offline was if they've, or if they're going to have different styles of ships per different parts of the custodian role. Cause we yeah, had a, that's one really interesting thing. The, uh, the concept art that's been floated around already has multiple ships and some significant variants between them. Like even within the same frame design where it looks like it's been designed with different skinning. Mm-hmm. So it's not clear whether it's going to be like, it, there's going to be a single ship for the custodian or if there are multiple mm-hmm. ship designs that are out there. I I'm very much in love with this art as I scroll through it. It just looks very, very pretty. So 
bring it on with this stuff. Um, also, that's there's Dev Diary 202. I'll just link a whole bunch of these down there so people can check them out just because we're, we're lightly touching on them. You and I have dissected them previously mm-hmm. in the other episodes to some degree. Um, I, I like with their art direction how they spell that out. Um, which is the, oh, the Galactic Imperium here. That's that's 201. Mm-hmm. You and I talked about this because I was referencing it from A-Spec's video. Uh, but yeah. this is nice to see it all. You can see the throne back room uh, change there whenever you become the emperor. And you can see how they give you that little icon around your characters or your country, whatever you call yourself. You're now your, the empire. flag. Yeah, yeah, your flag logo. Yeah. Uh, what else we got in here? We got the Galactic Imperium, how it changes it over from the Galactic mm-hmm. Community. I absolutely love that. That's a very Palpatine thing to do. The I also love Senate. that there's a stability system because, again, that's the it goes back to the Star Wars thing. But so there's a structure where you can assign envoys to either improve or decrease uh, Imperial stability. And I think when I first saw that, I was thinking of the is it stability or is it authority? This is Imperial um, Authority. Okay, Authority. Yeah, I was thinking of the Authority system from uh, Total War Warhammer, where as you go through various events and you win battles and whatnot, it increases stability, but then it's, it's this structure to try to keep the rest of the Empire in line. But here it's the system where it's like, if you're inside the Empire or you know some other position there, you use your envoys to try to reduce Imperial Authority so that you can actually create rebel factions to split off. And there's an entire federation system where you'll end up with a federation of loyalists versus a federation of rebels. Ooh, I don't know if you read that or not. Like it's I a did. really cool thing. So it's it's one thing with this. It's really interesting and might actually require either a background being created by modders or just straight up might be coming along at some point in the future anyway, where you have them set up so that you start with the empire already in place so that you can get some of these really wild. Uh, environmental effects like you know the empire breaking down over time and then dealing with its own rebellion oh that sounds like a wonderful origin right like pop and Mm -hmm. i mean we already see there's huge uh origin contests and stuff that people have been having you know modding those out so that would be one heck of a great one uh again i know we're bouncing post to post (laughs) to post today but this is kind of the summary we're giving Uh, there is a scripting update scripting language mm-hmm. in dev diary 204 i'm not a developer so i'm not going to go into extensive detail on this uh but uh, it does seem very promising because it looks like they're opening up more to the modding community and it sounds like they've got cool stuff already planned out for for taking control of some of these elements that they're bringing in with them yeah i, I don't have it in front of me give me one sec to bring it up oh sure the um the things that stuck out to me with this was there been some, there's been some cleanup on the back end. Um, the juggernauts have been cleaned up so that you can actually mod new ones in. That's actually been a problem for a while where you couldn't add those. Um, the first contact system, and again, I'm going from memory here, but the first contact system is scripted, but it's basically designed as an event chain. So you can overwrite it and recreate like the version of first contact situations you want, but I don't know how much you're going to be able to f- switch out individual pieces. Um, the stuff associated with becoming the crisis and also the stuff involving the emperor and custodian is supposed to be very moddable. A lot of it's being handled by scripts and some of the scripting has been reworked so that it's easier to drop, uh, imperial elements into the world. Like adding the specific example I gave was adding fleets via script. So there's been, um, if there's no other takeaway from this, they're very aware that the modders are very active 
and the changes to scripting. Like, yeah, it's a little esoteric to try to sort through all of it, but there's been a lot of uh, thinking about modders and thinking about what can be modded with this, as opposed to kludging stuff in as hard-coded and just letting the modders deal. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I mean, mods mods are the lifeblood of many video games. And with things out there like gigastructures to that scale, um, I mean, there's the Star Trek mod. I, I don't mm. mean to be ignoring any of the many, probably thousands of other ones out there, but those are just a couple that come to mind that are on their own. Uh, on their own, they're just huge sweeping changes, and it brings a lot of life to the game. You know, between mm. the actual official updates, you have a lot to do in Stellaris. So, thank you to everyone that makes that possible. The modders out there, um, thank you to the dev team for for opening up some more tools to them as well, because this is very exciting. I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be very short order before we can start with a galactic imperium and play that origin mm -hmm. out. Dang. Yeah, and reading what's reading what's here and sort of skimming through it, I really think that's designed or an intended design element where it's like we can mess with this and this has been designed in such a way that we can mess with this. Fingers crossed. Well, mm -hmm. there you go everyone. There is a very very brief overview. Sorry for jumping around a lot, but we wanted to keep this episode <laughs> short. Um, so again, Dev Diary 201, that's what we already talked about a bit in the last one. You can get those visuals, though. I know I, I referenced some Imperium pictures. They're beautiful. They're really cool. You'll get to see the, the, the thing around the flag, the player flag. Um, gosh, it just looks so good. This, this one is meant for me. I know I'm going to have a blast <laughs> in this. Federations I came into, it was fine. It felt, um, well, I, 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 after playing for hundreds and hundreds of hours, I walked away saying, hey, all things considered, I think Federations is just fine. It's kind of meh. It's mm -hmm. okay. It's nice to have the ability uh, and the adding of the Galactic Council or community was cool, but it just didn't feel fully baked. And I think mm -hmm. this is the finished product, like I, or at least like a strong stepping stone to completing what Federations set up for us. It takes the community and makes it more. Go ahead. Yeah, that's actually an interesting thing I've noticed too, because I didn't it didn't click initially because I think we've we've both said I think several times even publicly that it felt like it was replacing federations right because you, once you get the custodian on the empire like that kind of replaces the concept of the federation but realizing that the entire imperial authority system when that starts ticking down when that gets under fifty percent um, that that then hooks into the federation system starts to make a lot more sense like these are two separate systems but they're not. This isn't replacing the other one because there's a lot of stuff associated with federations that's only going to be available if you've been doing that. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that'll actually come back in if the Empire starts to fall apart. That's really cool. And looking at some of these other things, like with uh, kind of going off of that same exact idea, I wonder when you're passing these resolutions, how that's going to affect stability mm -hmm. of the Empire. Um, yeah. That, that could that was... definitely be problematic. Yeah, that was the Warhammer thing I was thinking of, because it was like, there's specific things, the way Imperial Authority works there with the Empire, like you can actually pay to to do certain things, you can just straight up pay stability for them, for the effects. And that was sort of my assumption initially was like, that was what we were looking at was like, oh, your stability starts high, but then if you like, need to suppress a political faction, you pay stability to do that, or pay authority to do that. But um, now that we've seen the thing where it's like it's ticking up and down from envoys and you can even see an empire starting to tear itself apart. If you've got too many people in the empire that are on board with, aren't on board with what you're doing. Um, I don't know. I really want to see the system and work. <laughs> <running> <laughs> live Me too. 
Yeah. Uh, one less than one month at the time we're recording this. We uh, minus one day apparently because that's April fifteenth. Yeah. So very very quick uh, time for that to come out. Uh, in the meantime, everyone go play some Surviving Mars if you're not already <laughs> binging some mods in Stellaris. That's a healthy break that I'm taking. Uh, like I said, cannot wait for this. Feels like it's totally for me. We will let you know if we end up streaming any sort of extra stuff that comes around. Should anything come up that's very exciting for us to cover, if Paradox does any more releases of information in the future, we'd love to do that. And thank you to everyone that came around for it. It was very, very fun. Uh, I I don't know. I'm digging this podcast. I'm digging Stellaris. Just seeing Nemesis released has me amped. So $20, everyone. Uh, I didn't see it up on Humble Bundle yet. So maybe it's a Steam exclusive for launch or something. Um, Is it on their website? It might be. Or it might be going up shortly. Again, we're still... A little under a month out, so it's possible Humble's not going to show it up as a pre-order. Fair, fair, fair. Uh, you, that's a very good point. It is pre-order on the ParadoxPlaza.com, so there you go. It is, again, $20. You can snag it on either or for pre-order. I am so happy that's so soon. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah. I'm going to binge the heck out of Stellar Stark. <laughs> that's my plan. Uh, to everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. If you've been enjoying this show, uh, stay tuned because we're going to have more. We're going to get into a little bit more of a regular schedule. We wanted to get an episode out really quickly uh, because of the the Paradox Interactive event. We just didn't want to miss out on that, recapping the date and everything. This is mm, this is very fun. If you're enjoying what you're hearing, like I said, consider becoming a member up on the website, revelatornetwork.com. We're doing the charity through the rest of March and then maybe even another one in May. So so stay tuned on all of that stuff. Uh, I'll let you know. Stellaris doesn't yet have this podcast. We don't do any bonus content up there particularly yet, but we could be talked into it. So you let us know. <laughs> find us on Twitter. Um, Stark, what's your Twitter handle so they can find you? Michael J. Schwartz. And you have howtofightright.com. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Uh, and then you can find me over at revelatornetwork.com forward slash Kyle. We both have about us's now up on the website. We got a little about bio so you can find that. That has both of those links as well. And all of the stuff we've mentioned today will be in the podcast notes. So thank you for listening, everybody. Stay safe out there. And Stark, thank you for joining and sharing your knowledge. Until next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care. Are you enjoying listening to these shows on the Revelator Podcast Network? If so, let us know. By leaving reviews and sharing the shows with friends, it's a wonderful way to introduce our show to a whole new audience. And just in case you don't know, we've got four podcasts at the moment, including our Paranormal Chaos and Shadow, Kyle's Communist Book Club, Stellaris Emergency Broadcast for all you gamers, and Kyle's Valheim Bulletin eh, for the gamers that just can't get enough. We got a lot going on, so consider becoming a member at chaosandshadow.com forward slash subscribe, or check out my personal page there at chaosandshadow.com forward slash Kyle.